Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. And we're back. And we're talking about stuff, as always. I've just had a large coffee and I feel like I'm about to have a mental breakdown. So here we are. How are you, Mark? Um, well, thank you, Georgia. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, why are you like a robot, honestly? Because I've <laughs> been you programmed. Thank so much. That's the first time you've actually asked how I am in yeah, like six yeah, years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm good, thank you. Uh, thank you for asking. I'm just programmed to be to have good manners. That's all. That's all life is about, really. Um, yeah, the pre-programming that we have, had, that has been, you know, we've been exposed to whilst we've grown up as as uh, children. So. What do you mean? I don't know. It was just always everything was, you know, revolved around manners. Stand up, say hello, leave the room, shut up, don't talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, I don't know if I've said this before on a podcast, probably, because I've said quite a lot in the amount of hours that I've spoken on here. But um, when my dad ever like first met Mark, this seems quite relevant. Just sort of let everybody know it's our fifth mm. wedding anniversary Yay. again. We actually said the other week that it was our fifth wedding anniversary, but that was our non-official one. That well, was official, the fourth. Well, that, wow, that was, was the like official. the legal one and then the celebrate, celebra- I don't even know, what's the word? Celebra- celebratory? Our African wedding, you could say. Oh, that was, was that was good humour, wasn't it? Let me just actually, re- that was not, it wasn't Africa, it was South Africa, there's a big difference. Um, but yes, South but African the, wedding. The idea of, um, I mean, a destination wedding where everybody came and travelled and it uh, it made it quite special with the the group of individuals that we ended up with. Don't you agree? You're getting emotional or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe we should look through our wedding photos after this mm, and no, realise how sense. much we love each other. And realise how much has changed. <laughs> that sounds so mean, though. I don't think you're going to ever expect anything more from me, to be quite honest with you. I just, we were just have we literally just had this discussion as to like, Mark is such an all-in person. I just am I'm so I'm very not. traditional, like, yeah, that's you are, just but the that's, way it is. Mark's like, everything's 50-50, and I'm like, mm, I think I hear 70-30 somewhere, 80-20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it, when it suits you, then, you, you, then you're very happy to, for what it do you to mean swing when it that way. it suits me? Well, you're very happy to not share things, but then very, very but open I'm... to just taking whatever I've got. As what the f- oh my god! Please more than reiterate 50%. what you mean here, please. Just life in general. So, what have I taken from you exactly? Your sanity, like yes, what else? Go on. Like your natural dark brown hair that it's now grey or yes, like you're, you're on you're hitting you're hitting, hitting all the critical po- points that you'd cry yeah, about if I else? brought up anyway what else what else have I taken from you because let's go on what you've taken from me and why okay. I feel like I'm drained I'm like a <laughs> pond that's struggling with, with weeds no I'm joking you can't say that I've taken shit from you, you ever have. because actually all go back and tell me and whilst I look at you in the eyes across the microphone <laughs> Tell me yes. that I have not taken shit from you. <laughs> you know you have, that's why what you're smiling. What the fuck have I taken then? Give an example. You said my sanity, my grey hair. Yeah, well, come on, come you, up with your own uh, ideas rather than mine, okay? Come on. Um, 
it's hard to just... Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's absolute bullshit. If you can't come up with at least three things off the top of your tongue, that is complete bullshit. It's not like you have these things written down there. No, but the thing is that you're always too slow. You then assign blame. Yeah, but sometimes you've got to think before you speak, though. You. Do you know what I mean? You can't just always... You've got to sit, you've got to contemplate. So I'm you just very made out that as individual. my character was that I would... When it, when it suits me, I'll use you. But if not, I'll just fuck <laughs> off. That's complete and utter bullshit. That is. And I probably said bullshit at least 14 times and it's probably yeah. only five minutes into the podcast. No, we're doing well today. That being said, Mark always comes across like you... Like it, it does actually fuck me off and it's gonna, not going to help me and my character. <laughs> but you always come across like you're this... What's the word? Stoic. Wet lettuce of a person. No, stoic is the word. Did you say stone? Stoic. <laughs> stoic. Stoic. Is that what you'd actually... Pronounce? That's how I would describe myself. Okay, do you know the definition of that? Uh, yeah, like silent and wise. Oh, and you know what? And do you know what infuriates me is that... You've got to be calculated. I'm very good at public Everything speaking, is, speaking is, with people, so that's why it's, the podcast uh, I talk it's, to you It's chess, not checkers, Georgia. That's life. But you absolutely are not silent. You drive me insane on a day-to-day basis half the time. You are not silent. I hear you breathing at every minute yeah. of the day I'm around you. So that's not silent, is no, it? No, You have to start conversation. Otherwise, it's like we're in an argument. Um, but mm. we've got a lot to discuss, though. About what? Just work. How much I've life. taken from you. <laughs> I would what love to. Mark, I'd like what to write you a list of I've, what I've taken sucked from out you. of me. Oh, I'll tell you about what I've sucked out of you, Mark Garlic. You absolute cretin. You are never deserving of anything other than cretin. You know, I, I, how, how many times on a daily basis I have to? I not I have to, but I openly and happily tell my wife that I love and appreciate everything she does for me. I'm just going to jump out the window. Tell There's me a I'm safety wrong, lock though. on there, so I won't be able to fit through. <laughs> I can open the safety lock. Yeah, I can open it so you can jump out. <laughs> the, you honestly make me out to be absolutely... No, I don't make you out to be anything. You just, you just assume You did. That. You've made me out to be that, number you one, I've that. taken everything from you. What are it's you, joke, sorry? It's a joke, We're having a It's almost like banter. you're a billionaire and I've just raided your bank account. I bloody well hope I'd married a 95-year-old billionaire that died. Do you know what I mean? Then I would raid their bank account. What was that famous woman's name? Nicole? Um, with the blonde, the blonde you know lady. I'm always going to say a client's name. Um... Nicole oh, you know, Smith. No, not Nicole no. Smith. That's that's actually a client. Yeah. Um, Her name is Nicole. Blonde lady. She she married that dude, really old billionaire. Yeah, like I kind of hats off to that. Like that, that guy actually thought he still had. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you. Um, even at that age, you've still got wants and urges. You might I just want a I little really bit of, don't think at 95 you've got erections fucking through well, the roof. look at old matey boy. Bruv, he was in was... a wheelchair. Like, it was like he was literally, she used to push him around. There's, like, there's photos yeah, of him, maybe, like, maybe looking just... like a ball sack while she's there with, like, fake tits and, like, 20 years old. Oh, and that's a capitalist society, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, you got to get that bag. Got to get the bag. Every type of So bag. are we actually talking about anything to do with health and fitness today? Or we... No, I was actually going to start this podcast saying that you had nice manners and that my dad, like, first met you, like, Mark actually referred to him as sir and he, like, nearly had a heart attack. Like, even though his cholesterol Banks. levels are actually quite healthy. Um, but, um, and now I'm actually just annoyed. I'm just annoyed that you've effectively made yourself again to be this like angel an angel in the light but maybe i am though have you ever have you ever contemplated that no i don't think any person that's married could no, literally definitely refer to got, either one of them uh, in a relationship as angelic i just don't believe in it the it's only... about perspective though at the end of the day do you know what i mean and it's not what do you mean perspective it's just the way that you choose to perceive reality like you've got con- not you have control over your thoughts, but you the way you frame things in your mind comes down to you just being able to perceive things to be a certain way, which you can... Well, you've just perceived me to have taken everything from you. It was a, it was a joke. This is though, the thing, everything's a literal. joke with Mark, but now I'm annoyed. Do you know what I mean? This no, is going to be a I therapy session. I'm sorry, I didn't mean oh, to... Oh, here we go. Oh, Mark, I'm so sorry. Let's just... Every woman's listening to this going, wow, he's so nice. Oh, my God. Because I apologise when I'm in the wrong. Do you know how many people say to me, it was like, you're a force to be reckoned with. I'm like, you're just listening to like an hour. Most of the time, I'm just (laughs) also a force to be reckoned with. You are a force to be reckoned with. Where would you be without me, Mark? Let's try and big Georgia up right now. No, Georgia's amazing. Oh, that's really just rolled off the tongue. Well, that's the reason why you are a bridesmaid to one of our clients. It's because you show very, uh, very strong qualities of being a good human being. Yeah, I would actually say that I am. I definitely, yeah, I would definitely say that I deserve to go to heaven, but I'm Jewish, so we don't believe in that. Um, uh, but do Jewish people not believe in heaven? Well, we do, but it's not the same as like Christianity, isn't it? There's all these different. I actually believe in the afterlife. I would like to come in the back. The afterlife. What I is would that? like specifically to come back as a cat in a middle-class family. Yeah. Now, the reason I don't see dogs is because I've worked with a lot of people who have dogs that, like, even though the dog has a nice life, don't get me wrong, mm. they still, like, ship it off to, like, somebody to look after the mm. whole time. So I wouldn't want to be that dog, necessarily. Yeah, Our dogs, I think, are just a little bit over. Yeah, we literally treat them like babies. Yeah, no, it's honest. It Maybe that's because, like, we were thinking of baby names the other day. Mm. We were um, thinking about baby and I said to Mark, but not I thinking about having children though, because the thought know, of that absolutely not. The thought of that me makes me want sick. to like hell. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it feel, um, yeah. yeah, it's just so weird because I'm like around people that have children. I just still can't get on board with that. But the um, I get it though because it gives you a lot of purpose in life. I just think you stop overanalyzing your life so much. And like yeah, one of my clients no said to me the week, you've got no time to self-analyze. You've only got time to just hang on. Yeah, one of my clients said to me that, like, when you have children, like, you just know when to pick your battles when you're with your husband, and when you just literally just need to just just not bother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the same with just like overthinking Can things. Imagine, like, you just can't yeah. micromanage everything in your life. And I do think that helps when you've got children, you've got too big a distraction. Yeah, because you know I mean? all you do is just watch them. But we've thought of our baby names, and I said to Mark that mm. um, they have to be as pretentious as possible. And I don't know why I think this. I just love pretentious names. I think mm. that people always go like, oh my God, but I just don't want a name where people just obliterate with their accents, do you know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh God. 
You see, I'll talk about my name, okay? Yeah. My mother would yeah. call me what, Mark? Georgia. Georgia, not Georgia. And she doesn't like it when people call me Georgia, Georgia. even though I call myself Georgia. Georgia, just fucking let you know that it's got an IA. But they, then they should have put a, you know, in well, your name. Well, they were going to call me they, Georgiana. They needed to Am put a little, you know, above the E, a little flicky flick, whatever those things are called. What, like one of, like a foreign name? Mm. Or like Zoe when you've got the dots. What the mm. fuck does that even mean? I, I, I don't idea. even know. This is when English no, language no is... Like when pretentious names are uh, pretentious names are cu- quite cute though. Some of them are cute. Um, what did we think of for a boy? Louis. No, I do like Louis, but then I don't want people to think I've named it after like Louis Vuitton. No, I think know. Mungo is a great name. What? Mungo. 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 M U N G O. Mungo. I'm sorry, weird. but that sounds weird. like Super some weird. sort of athlete's foot. Like, no, that sounds like come here, Mungo. It sounds like that. someone's Mungo. super pretentious. Mungo. Yeah, it's like it's like months. Do you know what I mean? Are you munted, bro? <laughs> That's not like that is that is Mungo. Super Do you think your mother names. would be like, oh, what did you call the child, Mungo? Your mum would be Mungo. like, are you okay? Have you been? No, did you get... those are that's like if you went into the de- the depths of Chelsea. And you found some some yeah. some kid with like an open white shirt that he spilled beer all over it, and he's got a signet ring on. I could hundred percent see a mungo in there. They're always a mungo, a mungo, and you know, there's a always mungo. there's always the, like Hugo Mungo. I have never you know. met. Now, please, if anybody listens to this and does know somebody, I have never met somebody called Hugo who is not privately educated and no. got a large trust fund. Yeah. I actually have not met one Hugo. No. Please, I'd love I. to know if there are Hugos about that don't there. Sure so we recently normal. got rid of one of our sofas because it just wasn't fitting in our new place. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was like, I'll sell this because it's literally a year old and it's a, like a custom-made sofa. Obviously, it's custom-made, pretentious. Mm. Um <laughs> just a loaf sofa anyway we were like right we'll sell this and we'll get another one so we like sold it and i sold it to a guy that was called soil hill okay <laughs> and i was like mm, i wonder if his name's actually soil do you know what i mean you just no. don't know and it was a photo of him that looked like he was ketted off his face do you know what i mean as the profile picture and i said to mark i bet you anything do you know what i mean he's privately educated and a bit oh, of yeah. a fucking bantosaurus do you know what i mean yeah. and anyway he wants that to me. he buys it obviously like immediately that again mm. number one rule like don't just hand over money to people on Facebook yeah you could have fleeced like, him just, he was proper. like can i collect it in a month yeah sure do you know what i mean like i've just taken your money and you've got yeah, no common sense straight away you didn't even ask my address do you know what silly. I mean? like, silly. anyway he get this whatsapp and he's like Hey, Georgia, it's George. It's not actually Soil. My name's George. And I was like, of course mm. it's George. <laughs> Hello, George. Did your mum pay George is also well? <laughs> can be quite a uh, bit of a pretentious... A lot of, I've met a lot of Georges that are Oh, 100%. Know. I quite like the name George. Funny that. In fact, uh, I used to have very good friends. But the... Um, uh, he, he... Yeah, George... He said... Um, he, he did say that when he sent me the address of where it was going to... 
I said to Mark, take a guess, do you know what I mean? What do you yeah, think the postcode says? SW10, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you're just like, you know you're in that embargoes environment somewhere, the raffles on the edge, do you know what I mean? But raffles would still be SW3. Yeah, the perfect sofa when you're coming back to the afters. Yeah, come back to the afters and you've got like Because the dog, yeah, the dog had chewed the, the side a bit, so it would look, it would fit a... Yeah, the dog yeah, had no. chewed the side of the sofa yeah, a bit. It, um, it would fit the, the, the vibe. That would fit the vibe. But I actually think that deep velvet leather, uh, well, not leather, oh, fuck, deep yeah. velvet crushed, not no, crushed, it was a great crushed sofa. is hideous. It was very, very comfortable to sleep on as well. But what was our, what was our actually the uh, the boy's name that we did come up with? Oh, fuck, how could I, how could I not remember? One. I can't remember what it was. Clearly it was really. It was Augustus. Louis. Augustus. No, not Augustus. No, that reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Augustus. Yeah, I know. August, Gus. It sounds, I don't know. I just think you are automatically a bit overweight. <laughs> you are just, it's because it's Augustus Glue. No, there's like uh, Gus's, you know, oh, Gus. You know, Gus is different. Gus. You've got to have something that they can shorten. Shape. It's going to really annoy me what we've thought of the fucking child's name now. God, all the childs that we're not, childs, children that um, we're not having. <laughs> Um, I can't remember. The girls one, my client calls it. Ollie? No, it wasn't Ollie. Ollie? What? <laughs> no, something along those lines. I can't not remember. Not Oscar. I've known too many, like dogs no, and children not Oscar. to be called Oscar. No. What about Francis? Uh, absolutely. Francis is a bit of a pretentious name, isn't it? You don't like your name, though. No, Mark. <laughs> Do you know it mean? sounds like Bark, yeah. Yeah, it's Mark, not... yeah, it's quite religious, Mark, though. It is, yeah. It there is. Was, uh, it is. Yeah, decide, one of Jesus' disciples was Mark, and there's one of the chapters in the Bible. It's going to really Mark. annoy me about what we'd named our child, and it was really good, and I can't believe, mm. clearly it's just not the first and foremost of my brain. No. Anyway, it was very pretentious, and moving on today, what we're going to actually talk about... Is what, Mark? Um, I'd quite like to just... Well, we said that this is going to be a two-part uh, podcast. The first uh, thing that I'd quite like to just discuss is the current... Not the current narrative, but there is a narrative within the industry no, 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 discussing... No, no, What's the topic we're talking about? Yeah, I'm getting, a, I'm getting to that. Um, the narrative based around that not all calories are the same or calories aren't really a thing and i just want to just kind of get our opinion out on that overall conversation because so many clients when we've been coaching them um have asked our opinion on this so i think that i'd quite like to just discuss like why somebody would say a calorie is Okay, not right, really so we're actually just going in on a rant, because you can tell Mark's very passionate about talking about the fact that not all calories are the same. No? No, that all calories are equal. No, I'm joking. What we're actually going to cover on a couple of podcasts is, like, do we think the industry is ever going to change? And also just, like, understanding the industry as a whole, as especially those that listen to our podcast as consumers of an industry, like we think it's quite crucial you actually understand the elements of like how our industry works and what people get up to and why people say certain things and why your I guess um mindset can be swayed depending on people of influence saying certain things yeah now actually I think it's quite important to mention this because I do think there's actually 
the channels in which this is all being spoken about tends to be on podcasts. And recently, which I think a lot of... he There's a very popular podcast in, well, worldwide, Diary of a CEO, where really should have been just kept a diary of a fucking CEO. Rather than that, they've tend to, just because our industry seems to be the most clickbaity and... Mm. Um, topic it has worthy. the highest amount of engagement. Which yeah, is it's weird. got the highest because you know you've got to understand that like so many people are online as like coaches these days. Mm. You have to be online, otherwise, just like irrelevant unless you're just working in a gym. So there, there is this thing where Stephen Bartlett uploaded and has consistently uploaded this year. I think it's been the last year or so. Yeah, yeah that constant professionals all saying different things for like weight loss and for health and well-being and for all of the things that i guess his audience want to hear in the sense that they want to have discussions but well they don't i just think that he should have just stayed the ceo yeah i just you know the the specific topics that have been covered are all very clickbaity in the sense of they're very good for short-form content and creating division with people that A, believe it, and B, don't believe it, that is driving the algorithm to create better engagement for him. But the idea that you you understand that and then you're, you, you're, ta- you're weaponizing that essentially to drive your own narrative with a supplement brand, which is absolute dog shit shakes, let's be honest, um, as meal replacements, which is like, she's 2001 phone. No, 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 no. quickly go back and explain that better. Like Stephen Barlett is sponsored by Huel, which is a very, very large supplement brand that came to pretty much be promoted by him worldwide, like significantly. Now, don't get me wrong, they've got multiple mm. athletes and different influences, but Stephen Barlett has brought in a lot of business for Huel. And I would just like to reiterate, he's not an expert in health and fitness. He enjoys health and fitness. Yeah. So when you're doing a podcast, you like norm, he's actually probably quite naive to a lot yeah, of these things. I mean, it's you know he probably knows evident. a lot about business, like go and speak yeah. to CEOs and understanding how to like manage multi-million pound businesses or like startups. But he's not a health and fitness professional, and that's where the lines are blurred because all he's getting on are not CEOs. These guys are like doctors or Yeah, but they're people or epidemiologists that hide behind all these fancy words when in reality that they're they're so laser-focused in a micro sense that they miss the whole macro picture of actually dealing with a live individual, not a rat or a rodent or some study that they've pulled pieces out to confirm their own bias. Real people living real life with real life environments and stimulation, which mm-hmm. is you go out and you make all these crazy things like a calorie is not a calorie. Nobody has ever refuted that and said that all calories are literally the same. That's why things like the thermic effect of food is such a thing and protein is is broken down and digested different to carbohydrates, different to fats, and then you've got to take fiber into consideration. But nobody has ever said that that is not a thing. But but taking things and being like, oh, I'm an epidemiologist, a calorie is not a calorie, is you can't discard a unit of measure altogether. 
Okay, so a mile is still a mile. Whether that's uphill or downhill, nobody has even even got that far before you've even dismissed the whole thing altogether. So... I do think it's important to, first of all, just clarify how things work when it comes to content production and engaging an audience. Because I think, like, as consumers, you, unless you run your own business via platforms like this or you're involved with it, you will have no idea. When people do or... When people create something, whether it's a product, whether it's um, a video, whether it's co you know content that could be like an infographic or anything like that, there's systems in place to try and reach the biggest amounts of audiences. So when you create something like a podcast, a lot of people then take a snippet from a podcast and then they put it up on their social media as short form content mm -hmm. for you to then click on it and be like, oh my God, I'm fucking enraged or I need to listen to this or mm. wow, this looks interesting. And they've marketed it in such a way where it makes you go, oh fuck, I need to know more about this. Mm. Or, and what's, it, what's happened is there's a lot of people who like, I just, I'm not, I don't really care, like to the, in the sense of like engaging with these people on social mm. media. But the the Stephen Bartlett's uploaded, you know, these people which are world renowned professors or this or that around the world, mm. and he's selected. Remember, this guy made major Stephen Bartlett made his first amount of money off of influencers. Mm. So mm. there is a strong understanding of how oh, to engage yeah. people, and so he'll do a podcast. These people will say a snippet, and which whether or not you agree with it or not, most of the time it's going to be something which a lot of people, pretty much the health and fitness industry, are going to disagree with. Mm. So then that fuels conversation because yeah. then people are commenting and like, oh my God, like how the fuck could you have somebody on like this? Mm -hmm. But if you actually listen to the podcast, most of the time they do divulge into a lot of greater subject in the sense of health. Mm. They've just taken very good parts of it yeah. to then make you go, oh my God, they've said this. When that's not necessarily factually correct, you've got to listen to the full thing. Mm. But the way that our industry runs is unfortunately the very basics of how your body functions on a day-to-day -day basis, it's never going to change. Do you know what I mean? We're not aliens, mm -hmm. we're humans. Mm -hmm. We've been, you know, mammals, humans, you know, we've, this has been formed for, the, I mean, for years. The, people need to come to the, the blinding realisation that we have literally not discovered anything that new or that we didn't really have an understanding about in the last 40 years about the human everything is to a certain degree pretty mapped out well i'd so say like then, obviously medicals obviously excelled in the no, sense of well, how like they can the, treat the things. science yeah that's different but like the the understanding of like your metabolism and you know how to build muscle and how to lose body fat and stuff like that I, we're ref the, the, the narrative is, is being is refined like but the the science behind it is pre and has been very consistent but I would say that the reason years. that things haven't changed as much is because obviously the science, well, things, things have not necessarily changed, but they've adapted or they've progressed, shall we say, in the sense of like, you know, before social media, for example, mm. or the constant get like constant communication with people and seeing what people did. Mm. I guess there was just like less desire for like, like you'd go down to your local gym and you'd find somebody or you'd go to like a clinic, mm. like a nutritionist mm. or a dietitian and you'd mm. find somebody there. But like, it wasn't like a really, really like the 
health and wellness industry has been huge, but health and wellness also covers skin, skincare, sun care. You know, all of that. It's not just like your yeah, body and like fat gym, loss yeah. and gain, going to the gym. Like, wellness covers meditation, massage. sleep, massage, everything. Yeah, yeah. And the way that that's progressed and the information shared on it is, is primarily because of the apps that we've had availability to, to share on. So mm. the need and the want for people to always have this information and to be told different things is obviously getting worse day in, day out because mm. not only are our attention spans much shorter, mm. which means that we've got to have something that's engaging, otherwise fuck off, do you know what I mean? So that's why... Not to say that our industry has ever been but the person, politically correct. The per- it should then come down to the people delivering the content to be engaging as individuals. Well, that's the thing. A pushing the of same narrative, is which is which is evidence based. Yes, but Mark, number not one, like your average person stepping into the health fitness industry, mm. and do you know how many people I just look at and just go, I'm not going to lie, I just go, just shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Where they're like, I think I'd be great in the industry. I'm like that. No, you wouldn't. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And second of all, do you, you? It's not just these glorified apps and people dancing around and mm. helping people and like looking great in gym kit and mm. like blah blah. If you want to be in this industry, do you know what I mean? You want to succeed and have the most long-term mm. business and, you know, you've actually got to help people. And so this is where the anomaly is. People think this industry is so easy. It's like the bit, the first thing is the barrier to entry is mm. piss easy. You wouldn't walk into fucking a financial institution and be like, bro, like I've just done fucking two plus two on my phone, on my calculator, and I just think I'm really qualified yeah. to be working as an analyst. Yeah. It's like, do you even know what a fucking analyst is? Do you know what I mean? It's no. like, no. And would you even get close to that? No. Like there is just, you know, so with ours, it's like we fuck with people's health. We don't. On a day-to-day basis, by making science work for them. So you've got to realise that the majority of the people in this industry are doing it for them. They're not doing it for you. Yeah, that's true. You know, most people have got no idea about my own story in the sense of this journey, you know what I mean, as to where I came from, why I'm in this industry and what I did. Because I just can't be asked to share it half the time because it's not about me. It's about the people I help and my expertise in helping somebody Mm. and vice versa. True. But... Number one, a lot of people are pretty dumb. Do you know what I mean? They can't even go further than a six-week PT course because it's just too much education. It's like, oh, okay, that's done then. I can now make a living. Mm. So they never further their knowledge. When, when it comes to health and well-being, like, you've got to further your knowledge. Like Over the years, you've got to learn so much more. Yeah, there's a lot of additional learning that goes on. Yeah, like, you know you know take yourself back 10 years you wouldn't necessarily be talking to somebody about menopause or menstrual cycles or testosterone levels or sleep or alcohol intake because the vibe was i guess because there's no like there's no structure there's no organization within the industry um everything has to be based off you just being inquisitive and curious which there's a, a lot of people that uh, obtain qualifications or don't obtain qualifications, but then never do uh, or have an inquisitive mindset towards learning and understanding the finer details. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I like, guess with, with us, we were we we have and always have been so client faced and focused that 
you know, when people are always constantly asking you questions. Why is my back hurt? I did this, my knee now hurts. Give me the reason. How do I fix this? And it's just, you always want to problem solve. And for you to be able to problem solve successfully, you need to understand every aspect of it. Yeah, I think... And that everything intertwines with everything. So, you know... Pain could be so many different things from a reduction in joint mobility to muscle dysfunction to self-care habits to, you know, the list is so endless and you have to have such a broad and deep understanding on all the influencing factors for you to be able to successfully problem shoot for a client without, like Georgia said, fucking up their health. But the thing is, though, I think for for a lot of people in this industry, it's like, I'm totally okay. Like, if you just don't want to fucking, like, further your knowledge and you just want to train people, you know, and you've got a good, you know, that's good because you're staying yeah, in your different. own lane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The problem is, is that where it was, what things society has taught us is it's never enough. Do you know what I mean? It's never enough for you to do that. So that's when people are like, okay, well, I'll just start posting things about things that I'm not educated on or I feel like it's going to, you know what I mean, because it's worked for me or it's worked for them, whatever. And actually, like, they've got no solid understanding of it. They've just got to be along with the crowd, shall we say. Like, there's definitely people in our industry which you would say formed certain slogans or narratives in our industry. And, like people like calorie deficits for example that really did like not that we haven't been practicing those fundamentals mm. but the wording of it even though it's scientific the popularity popularity of... came from certain people in our industry and you know then people were like oh my god but you know that guy's doing like really well because like he knows like blah blah and then yeah. i'll jump on it and give my opinion yeah. on something 100%. but in the meantime what a lot of these people did, now I'm not saying the person that did calorie deficits did this, because I I mean, they've built a very successful business off of it, but... Yeah, and consistent. And consistent, well. yeah. Is the fact that they've all formed their own methodology based off of this. And this is where an industry goes skew if. Because what... You're all trying to do the same thing. Like, everybody wants to post, like, a before and after of a client. Or everybody wants to post, you know what I mean? Like, people doing things. But the reality is, is that, is that true to you? And a lot of people haven't been true to themselves, like, at all. Like, mm -hmm. in this whole industry. And, you know, they have not been true to themselves. And there's one thing I always say is that what we have done has always been true to ourselves in this industry. And it might not have been, like you know, the biggest kickoff factor to, like, so many things. Like, we could have been way more announcing. We could have created our methodology and fucking planted it all over you. But the reality is, is that, is that true to us? No. no. Like, and I think that's why, you know, going back to, is a calorie a calorie and, like, measurement, blah, blah, blah. Like, unfortunately, even people that are not qualified or have any day-to-day -day understanding step into the realms of health and fitness based off a of personal experience and this is entirely wrong because mm. it's the same as that narrative where they say like oh like my dad still thinks like having a diet coke is like fucking the worst thing in the world and like you could try and tell him time and time again 
but his brain is formed to think that like that's an artificial sweetener mm. and that oh my god we've been taught that artificial is so bad for you mm. you see where my practical and your practical brain comes in is okay cool like everything in moderation like do we mm. agree that drinking 40 litres of diet coke a day is going to help you no do you know what I mean yeah. same as do we agree with you eating 400 kilos of chicken a day no there's moderation there but where our practical and professional opinion mm. comes in is well have you looked at any of the the studies done for artificial sweeteners and the effects but the thing it has is, on I a feel like body. you have to if you ha- if you draw a line in the sand, you have to be able to defend it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, but that's my thing. But what they've read is a blog post. Now that blog post could be coming from something like Men's Health, Women's Health, no, I appreciate all of the that. things where people somehow still have trust with, which unfortunately. But then when you go out and you're starting to then push that narrative, not to say the, the in the context of your father, but there are people that absorb certain things and then go out and push that that narrative onto other individuals not f- having any clue or understanding on what they're actually talking about like most nutritional uh, qualifications diet like dietitian qualifications like rules to entry like I hate to say it, a lot of it's outdated do you know what I mean like significantly so there's actually very few like courses that are like up to date with like what's going on and the recent science behind it like evidence-based stuff without passing their own bias onto it but it's like you can't read like you physically cannot read like a study that says like done on rodents and rats and then completely and utterly mimic your life off of it like you need to understand the difference between a rat and a human you also need to deal with the personality behavior you know of a human and how life has run and mm. i do think that and this is the thing that also it starts to irritate me with the it continues to irritate me with the, that whole calorie th- thing and also basically what you're touching on is that it all all that person is trying to do or the narrative that is trying to be driven is just trying to confuse people even further do you know what i mean there is so something like to be said that you, we don't actually need more information. You're three, you're three st- you know, four or five stone overweight and you need to just understand your how your, meta- your metabolism works and, and the inputs and outputs of metabolic processes, right? So that you can at least get the, pro- the ball rolling and starting to lose weight, right, from e- any intervention. And then you've got some clown coming around telling you that, no, it's all make-believe and it's, you've got to get... Your, your microbiome okay well please define that what strains of bacteria are we are we isolating here what what are the digestive mechanisms that we we're following what process please explain it in greater detail oh wait you can't I think having you know I mean? de- dealt with a lot of different um, nationalities like of humans like cultures like in sense of us managing clients <sighs> There's always what science says to be perfect for a human. Now, that went straight out the fucking window the more that civilization developed, you know, and the more that we have progressed in civilization to get to the position in which we're in now. Mm. Now, more than ever, due to what I've just said and the progressions of civilization, and if anything, it's like declined in the way that humans are formed, but increased the way that we, I guess... (laughs) communicate and all of that like the problem is is the fact that none of this stuff like has ever really needed 
the attention that it now does because mm, i see what you mean like no that makes sense my like i've said this before and i uh, you know there's it's not to say it's right or wrong but i think the whole thing of like practicing moderation is one of the hardest things you can possibly do in today's society there is yeah. like and i'm, I'm maintaining not, something is almost uh, for us as a society now is virtually impossible like do you know how many times that you'll see business like business people you'll see health professionals you'll mm. see sporting disciplines yeah. all be like you know yeah. consistency is your biggest rewarding factor yeah. now unfortunately that's also the hardest and the one that yeah. we're le- least likely to be disciplined yeah. in and then if, unless you thoroughly enjoy it and see the benefit which most yeah. people don't have the discipline to even reach in the first place yeah. You just can't get on board with it. Now, I appreciate that because the way that we've been formed is like, when's the next best thing? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think... Do I have to continue to do this and put this amount, a much amount of effort in consistently week in, week out for the rest of my life? Yes. Um, and for some people, no, that's, I think that's just not really a deal rigid. breaker. That was definitely a bodybuilder coming out there. No, like, but I'm just saying, like so, certain self care habits. Like if you want to see the maximum benefits of your self care habits, are you going to have to consistently do them for the rest of your life? Yes. But I think where people struggle is that you take off, you bite off weight. Well, I guess we're told we've all got to do everything all at once. I guess and there's I feel a like fine line though, because what happens if someone, for example goes to the gym once a week but has the expectations of seeing progress like you can't just go once a week there needs to be more frequency in... I don't think this is about going to the fucking gym like or the just, day, you've only no, got time but insert like... any any you know a well, variation like, I... of a like you there has to be a, it's a game of stimulus you have there has to be a level of sacrifice in which one stimulus has to override the other yeah, but you've also got to realise what comes into play right now is never, ever been like this in the whole of the world. Like, we've never have got just come out of, like, a fucking two, three-year, like, dredge on of a pandemic, which we were all, like, addicted to phones and communication throughout. Mm. Mm. We all got obsessively weird over, like, fitness and health, or some people didn't and went the opposite way. Yeah. And we've been formed to do everything and to get all these results and to continue. And, like, people are burnt out. Like, there's no other way to describe it. Now you've got to deal with, like, being burnt out. Majority of people are sitting on fucking paychecks that won't even cover like their monthly income do you know what I mean and then have all the dictating factors of having to manage their health like when the easier option and I can say this from experience mm. is just continually fuck yourself up until you get to a point and we had this discussion yes, with the guy in the gym we did have this discussion very British, British people will only fix things once it's once fucking it's broken so like and it's so true like I have there we we work with australians we work with people in multiple different countries around the world and there is nothing like a british mentality to doing something number one it only revolves around a holiday now i get that the vitamin d is mega minus zero thousand i understand having come having come back from cape town and stuff like that like the the natural light situation in this country is it should be illegal yeah, but anyway, you're living here. You could go back to Africa. Um, All right, Nigel Farage. Yeah, fucking Brexit. <laughs> Brexit! Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but literally, like, can't deal with that. You moaning about shit. You've got a passport for somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Take out yourself lucky. Um, 
but the I think it's the whole thing of like British people run by a holiday you know when the winter's we've noticed it like there's always a decline of interest or wants from unless you're like a regular client between the the mists of December and February because it's just fucking miserable yeah, there's no Christmas do you know what I mean got no holiday planned you've just fucking made yourself bankrupt buying the children Christmas presents that you can't even afford do you know what I mean the Klarna payment, which I'm so against Klarna, stretched fucking out. Paris Hilton's doing the fucking advert. But, you know, you're getting to the point where and then when March happens and the days get longer, people yeah. just come out like got that spring back in their fucking step. And the thing is, though, why is it that the British culture is just so inherently bad for managing their health? It's atrocious. Like, yeah, it is bad. It's really bad. Like, you it know, in the bad. sense of like, there's a there's a stark difference between just like your average population between South Africa and here. In what sense? Just the general. I wouldn't say South Africans are very healthy either. Mm, yeah, but just in the broader sense. I would say that I think sun shining, vitamin D levels up, sun shining yeah. half the year, or minimum half it's the year. It's very different, yeah. When you that, go to like it makes such a big difference. Johannesburg and Durban where everyone's always on the beach and stuff like that. But there's a lot well, in Joburg, they're on the beach. No, Joburg. Joburg's all about big muscles and fast cars. Yeah, and small dicks. But yeah. Um <laughs> sorry, but like Fast and I car driving around Joburg, like get a grip. Um, yeah, so. make sure you don't get hijacked. Yeah, like honestly, do you, I mean, this is the reality as well. Like I said to Mark the other day, I was like, you see all these people with like really nice things that like happily will flaunt it in front of you like twenty four seven, but like mm. none of them paid for that outright. <laughs> none of them can afford it. It's all on finance. Do you know what I mean? This is when you realise so many things in people's lives are on finance. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Now I know that like mortgages and stuff is a large finance, aren't they? But that's a loan. You know, just everything. Like, why are we doing this? I mean, I'm not joking. There's because a girl that's the moved cap- into our... It's a capitalist society in which the entire world has chosen to adopt. Yeah, well, let's talk about the girl that we know that's moved, like, for, like neighbours to us. And she mm. drives a Porsche. She can't be more than probably 22. The Porsche is, what, a turbo fucking... Yeah, it's a, se- like, a, a, a 712. Okay, people probably, barring Porsche, people don't know what 712 is. But, you know, it's, it's a very, very fast it's a car. It's very fast sports car. New, personalised number plate, all the fucking work. Can't even drive it. I've never seen somebody feeding a steering wheel like that. I was like, you should not be in control yeah. of a car that powerful. Do you know what I mean? Feeding the steering wheel. Yeah. Oh, we watched it, her parking, do you know what I, I mean? Don't know. It's 16 like, attempts I later. guess if you've got the Porsche, the idea of having the Porsche what, from it is you get in, the rims, do you, know what I mean? you put it on, you rev the engine a couple of times, you put it in drive, you're, you're whipping around. Not That's when you're feeding the steering wheel, you're not. That's no, not when you're feeding confidence. The, yeah, when it takes you 17 attempts to park the car, it's not. it doesn't become as glamorous as... Uh, no, I just think like what's, what is the it's point? It's like like if somebody ro- rocked up in a Bugatti and, and did like a, a thousand point turn in front of you, it'd be very embarrassing. And I just I'm so not admirable to people that have like really nice cars because like there's finance, <laughs> there's finance. Just because you pay two grand no, a month for your car doesn't what, mean you should be proud the, of the, that. But also paying something that is a depreciating asset. It's probably it one of the dumbest also, investments you could do, yes. Now, I know it makes you have a nicer car and all no, of that. No, but it also makes zero sense to then, for, you know, for buy it outright in cash when it's going to be a depreciating asset. You'd rather what, so lease you'd rather it have this to yourself. 5,000% so you APR on top. 
No, you would create a company, buy the car through the company, lease the company to yourself, and then you can use it as a tax deduction. Okay, can we just do a side note there? Whatever Mark just said, like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Where's your corporate ability to managing car leases come from? Why has this never come up that we're not leasing a fucking car with 5,000% fucking APR (laughs) to only arrive and try and park it into a car park where it's just too small for a fucking SUV So I can feed the wheel. It's just, you know what it is? It's just this whole thing. It's all done for clout. Like, is anybody, I don't know why I'm saying is anybody, because nobody's going to answer back to this apart from Mark and maybe the dogs, but the we we occasionally dabble in the good old Love Island, a bit of fucking yeah, I love turn love off, Island. do you know what I mean? Yeah. A bit of a decompress. Mm. Mm. And um, what the fuck? Like, I don't know if anybody else has realised this, but mm. seasons before this last couple of seasons, I think, mm. they used to get sponsored by fast fashion brands so like pretty mm. little thing boohoo like all of that mm. and then i think like with the amount that they sold and fast fashion and sustainability like itv and like all of the people were like no anti this like mm. what we're now going to do is like allow either ebay to sponsor them with secondhand clothes or we're going to mm. allow them to bring them wear their own yeah. clothes in yeah. in the villa yeah i have never seen I'm going to say as a sign of her, I do very much enjoy nice things, but yes. I'm also very conscious of where it's placed yes. and who sees it and not coming across like a cunt. Yeah. But the the amount of Cartier bracelets, yeah. fucking Van Cleef, mm. you know, the sun, you know what I mean, that I'm seeing flaunting over Love Island, mm. I'm like, sorry, but how old are you? Do you know what I mean? Did you get that from your influencer wage? Or are you mm. doing that? Is it fake? Like, I'm not sure, but so many people will wear fake 24-7 yeah. And pretend it's the mm. real shit. The guy downstairs wears a fake Rolex. Yeah, he was the first person to say to Mark, he looked, Mark doesn't wear a watch. I don't know why you don't wear a watch. I don't like, I don't really like watches. <clears throat> okay, when I fucking offered to buy you a 39 grand Rolex fucking bronze fake, you know what I mean? You, I don't like watches. Do you know what I mean? I you just can't know. afford the one you want. There's <laughs> difference. <laughs> Like, but also most people can't afford to spend like 40 or 50k I can't on a I watch. couldn't justify spending get any mixed. money on on a on a nice watch because I just I just can't Mark just has zero that. respect for what he looks like like in the sense of his clothes and everything else like you, you never have been any different no I've but that's to, been like, the, it's just how into... we've been brought up though like there was no like style and fashion in places like Harari, Zimbabwe. It's the flea market. Exactly. <laughs> you understand. The fake Nike fucking yeah, yeah, slides. Jikes. Jikes. Mikes. <laughs> jikes. Yeah, jikes. jikes. I had a pair of jikes before. We <laughs> it, it got to a point where the knockoffs were so bad from China that it became like a challenge to see who could buy the the like the worst knocked off stuff. And it was like Air Jordan, but the 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 guy jumping was the upside down. And it was mad stuff. It was very yeah. But there's no special. there's no you know if you went to Harare right now, they'll still be playing Brian Adams at the gig. Do you know what I mean? At the bar, Most Cotton Eye Joe. Want to live no, How many times it's like going heard, back in time. It's not even that current. It's like. <laughs> Literally, it's, it's so it's it's because it lives in. It's like going back in time. Yeah, it's like going back in time. Well, for me, like a saloon, back in the wild, wild west. I was always up with the fashion trends as a child. 
There was no fashion trends. Did you know the only fashion trend in Zimbabwe was was the golf shirt with the with the collar popped, which is like oh, you're not getting your willy wet in that. Oh but. my days! Talk about something that triggers me is not, like a guy walking around with his collar popped. Like okay, Mark. Okay, before we take, let's just quick do a quick analysis of what Mark used to be like as a teenager. He drove a yellow car with subs in the back. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Some of those things that's like a woof. What's the thing? A woofer? A woof, subwoofer. A subwoofer. Can I, can I just briefly just run you through what I... It was his grandma's car. Yeah, my granny's <laughs> car was a Nissan, sunny, canary sunny. yellow, with like mustard interior. My vagina is closed up. Yeah, like, it's then, so closed up, my clitoris doesn't ma- exist. I put, <laughs> in a, I put in a Kenwood front loader. I had a pair of 6 by 9s 250 watts. Two twelve inch, eight hundred watts. I'm dying. Running I'm directly dying. I'm dead. into I'm a two thousand four hundred watt two channel amp. Do you know and what I mean? Absolutely zero girl attention. None. And zero. <laughs> no wet willy. None. Um, the. I'm sorry, but like I've got a really strong opinion about this, and Mark knows this. Yeah, if you have yeah, a shit yeah. car, please yeah. don't try and make yeah. it better. There is nothing worse than seeing a shit car. I haven't even told you the worst oh, part no, the of the shit that. car when you've got a fucking is, subwoofer. It's in the even back. worse. It's even worse. I even had my what, nickname. You used to finger girls in the back. I, I used to. I, I wish. <laughs> oh, you wish in the sunny <laughs> fucking your nan's car. Do you know what I mean a bit of fucking big nan up Doreen. perfume? Yeah, big up Doreen. Doreen is that a fucking name? Yeah. Sorry, no, it's, it's probably my relation now. What yeah, my that's fucking your name? Granny, yeah, Doreen. <laughs> And then Mark used to wear. Okay, I here used we to go. Have, no, 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 I'm going to drop I, it can now. I, can I, can what I did Mark off? used to wear? Three quarter length trousers. Yeah, obviously. Three quarter yeah, length belie- trousers. Below the knee. I honestly am above hurling as I speak. Cargo pants with loads of pockets. With loads of pockets. <laughs> Just one of my fucking fingers. I mean, like literally, like. You never know. Put oh all the... God, I just like. Like those, but it would be like grey and then a white, very white, tight T-shirt with like a, like a necklace around my neck with like, like fucking teeth. Yeah, like, it's got a shark tooth. Where did like that come from? Your yeah, like a shark mum. tooth. I mean, your own and teeth. And then probably. what was even the the most cringiest thing was the golfer's hat. That I used to wear even what, at because night. you're a professional golfer. And I used to spike my hair up. My spike to... your hair. He used to have frosted tips. Yeah, frosted tips. I, 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 I genuinely like Mark and like has said to me on numerous occasions. Like, do you think we would have been together when we were younger? And, like, yeah. and I was like, absolutely no way, because we were polar opposite. Like, I'm not proud of what I used to fucking be like. Yeah. Like, I really, I'm not. Some moments I think, what the fuck, do mm. I mean, you absolute disaster. Like, yeah. but yeah. Like, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Is being morbidly obese in a Hervé Leisure dress attractive? Probably not. Do you know what I, I mean? When I'm I fucking drunk. Like, I would have hit it, yeah. I reckon you would have hit me when I was younger. Yeah, Probably physically, not actually. Do you know what I mean? We like, could have scrummed. We could have scrummed. I was big enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, okay. <laughs> there would have been, yeah, a good weight discrepancy. There oh, would have been, we could have wrestled. Kind. You're rude, do you know what I mean? What? We could have wrestled. You yeah, would have loved to wrestle. Wrestled. You always say to me, choke me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I People do. listen to this, Jesus. If I don't come on Sexually media, and sometimes not sexually, because I sometimes just want to know if Georgia could choke me to sleep. 100%. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Like, you definitely could. Yeah, like my biceps are like really mm. big. Mm. Uh, but I'm not sure I would fucking no, joke. If I wanted to, I could severely. Yeah, I think something. I think if you got really underneath my chin and then you don't have a chin. Oh I'm sorry. God, you are so rude. Why do you think you've got a beard? I know. Oh, you fucking asked for that. You shouldn't have pissed me no, off. No, but I appreciate that I don't have a chin. That's why I've got a beard. That's why you've got a beard. But I'm not I'm not afraid of that. Like you are, because you would have got like rid of the beard you, if you weren't afraid of it. Like I've said to you, there's nothing that anybody could say to me that I haven't said to myself that's a hundred times worse. Do you know what I mean? Whilst Mark, I stare at I'm myself really sorry, in the mirror. I'm really sorry, but we're not having a depression channel. No, I'm no, just... No, I'm, that's that's a... so... We're, we're not about negative talk. Oh, my God. So... You are the queen of negative talk, Mark. No, normally it's to do with just, like, hormones. You are... That's your, that's like, your superpower. You want my, my fucking being negative. Captain negative, yeah. Captain negative, do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, whilst I choke you to sleep, you can say that. Um <laughs> But no, I do think that, like, going back to actually what we're talking about and since the industry in general, I think it's come about where people are, like, almost, like, wanting so much new information Mm. where none of the information is actually even relevant unless you're going to action it. And I think, like, going back to consistency Mm. and what people preach in every single thing in your life, you know. yeah. Without that, like it's almost just pointless. Mm. Now you could also say, then why the fuck do you go and post infographics explaining about a situation? Well, a couple of things: engagement, do you know what I mean, yeah. and what people want, and also like we're quite tired of seeing like the wrong answer plastered everywhere. Or yeah, the I wrong... struggle. I really do. And so our way of providing that was like not to sort of like scream at you, apart from being on this podcast, but mm. um, but was to effectively write it because that's how we felt comfortable doing it. Mm. And, you know, it's had a very powerful, powerful effect on numerous people, whether they're coaches, trainers that utilize mm. our information or whether it's consumers who obviously take it on board and utilize it in their own day to day life. Like, yeah we do make more of an impact than I think sometimes we think we do when we yeah, get messages sure. from people, you're like, you kind of just don't necessarily always see it like that with stuff like social media. I've yeah. never taken it like incredibly seriously, one could say, in the sense of like, you just don't realise the, the message you put across to people. And this is again, reiterating to those that put yeah, out the wrong I, message. That's why, that's, and a lot of people ask us our opinion based on other fitness professionals and what's going on. And and I appreciate that people are coming to us for like a, like a authoritative responsible, trust, authoritative, trustworthy. People send us articles all the time. What do you think about this? Is this true? Can you explain this to me? X, Y, and Z. So I appreciate that. But the reality is, is we should all necessarily... Do you know what? I'm going to be brutally honest with you and just say I forgot ex- the train of thought I was trying to go down. Oh, my God. I mean, this is why you can yeah. host a podcast yourself. You know, Mark no, because my, oh, my brain... All the time. Like, the, if there like I, had an, I, I had the idea what I was saying, and then it just, it just broke up into a hundred different pieces. <laughs> no. And I just it, can't. I, I was going to say something it. very going, mean, meaningful it, and impactful, but it's it's gone. No, what you're trying to say is that, like, people... that well, I don't know what you're trying to say, because I don't know, because you haven't said it, but with people that... I guess when people send us things for a trustworthy answer, obviously we're going to put 
our professional opinion, you could say, but mm. also knowledge and experience behind it to make sure that somebody is in the right direction with their health. But like seeing people, the amount they post that's like factually incorrect. Or... Oh, okay. Contradictory. <laughs> that's where I was going. It's contradictory. Go. It's people changing their tune all the time about certain things and promoting certain agendas you know and then three months four months down the line completely contradicting what they're saying Mm. and people have been pulled up people have been pulled up on it but you know having a looking seeing looking and seeing people like georgia said in the very beginning everybody jumped on the whole calorie deficit idea because a certain individual made it very very popular to do so and saw meteoric growth within the realms of social media so everyone kind of chipped in and tried to mimic the narrative in their own different uh way of doing it and then shifting the narrative three months later down the line to something completely different and then doing it and when i don't i'm not sure about georgia but when i see that i just i get it gives me anxiety so i can't (laughs) i can't follow any individuals i don't it's the general consensus when the reason why we we kind of have a finger on the pulse when it comes to the industry is because people send us so much stuff all the given time but i'd be quite happy blissfully and ignorant to I don't see why we have to be like we're very very aware of our surroundings and that's why but like I don't see why we have to care like I don't see why I have to care about somebody else's issue like I can't necessarily mimic that like maybe I don't know them I have met and have been associated Mm. or involved with a lot of people that are well-known fitness influencers throughout my career but like do I have or have I ever agreed with what they've been saying or doing no Mm. now you know going back to having children and your husband you know when to pick your battles now there i will say the individuals that highlighted calorie deficit and neat and all of this stuff were probably the pivotal start to so many people going online now i will happily say not being a fucking big-headed twat that we were online way prior before that i mean it was something where we used to you know we had that on and so we didn't just transition because we're like oh do you know what this looks like we could just have this whole online yeah it had been going around in the background but for what the happened? last three years prior to that. Everybody caught onto a calorie calculator. Everybody caught onto this. And suddenly everybody went online. Like they literally did. And I actually would say that those guys were probably the pivotals to a lot of British mm. coaches going online and thinking that they could... Well, I couldn't even say some people are coaches. I would like to say some are just... Yeah. But, you know, and they th- everybody sees that dream of somebody that's bloody consistent like which you can never bat like the people that are doing the best and most and have had a long-term business not not saying excelled millions within six months Mm, or whatever but have been consistent with it day in day out have got the best returns and the best name for themselves in the industry because you look at like the body coach for example he was probably one of the first guys that ever did food content in the sense of fitness and health and yeah he was fucking entertaining yeah he was really entertaining and he gave a really fun and light approach to exercise now do we completely agree with his methodologies and understanding on certain things no No. but i also appreciate the amount of people he's managed to get active and move and children involved which is at the end the great at the end of the day that's the most important thing it's like 
if you can take somebody that's sedentary and eating a shit diet and get them moving in any capacity and eating slightly better, that's, that's going to improve yeah. their quality of life. And we're all for that. The problem is, is that a lot of people don't understand how a human brain right. works with consistency. And so this is why you'll see in our industry specifically, you'll see things like 28 day challenges and then on repeat. Now there's only reasons why people do this. Number one, okay, their challenge members love it mm. because they're constantly there and getting things of what they want. Yeah. And when they, that stops, they don't have the consistency to do anything or feel like they're challenged. Mm. So they run these 28 things. That's just a subconscious way of one, making money and two, keeping people accountable. But it's like this weird way of just constantly having to challenge people every 28 days to just try and be disciplined in something yeah. and i'm kind of i don't agree with it i agree yeah. with the thing of getting moving but like what are you doing after 28 days are you constantly like latched onto this person like medication mm. like can you get away from this and understand how to manage your health without that individual and i think you know we obviously have great client retention that's because we actually coach our clients sure. the, where people struggle with client retention or consumer retention is they just can't keep them consistent and the fucking client or the consumer is mm. then bored. So this whole thing of keeping us entertained is just only getting worse, in my opinion, yeah. because people's retention span, they're like, all right, what's next? I'll need another workout next week. You know, yeah, and the whole process is not on entertainment. It's based on consistency. That's the yes, thing. it's all based on consistency. I know it's so boring, but there is going to be a strong line. And this is where the levels of... We were talking about this in the gym with a guy that um, is actually a sports teacher at a school. Mm. And he was just... It's very interesting just um, talking about the difference in just... And he said the last five years has been like almost eye-opening to see how many parents mm. of because he worked in a private school yeah. just that assumption that if they send little timmy to the private school yeah. that they are immediately even though they're absolutely shite at sports do you know what i mean like literally couldn't be let more mm. dyspraxic like what i was at school do you know what i mean at sports te you know teens mm. yet their parents who are paying for the school want their child to excel so much more that they then go and have a go at the teacher for the child not being the level of which they expect. Yeah. And there's this whole value of life where there are fucking levels. There always have been with life. Yeah. That's why there's always been the working class, the middle class, the upper class. You know, Whether mm. or not we want to accept it, we're all slotted into one of those. Yeah. Now, there's exactly the same in a working institution. Yeah. You can't expect to walk into a place and be a CEO earning millions of pounds. How do you yeah. get there? You work for it. Yeah, and there are levels, and there's always going to be levels you can't even physically reach in life. That's because we're the humans that we run different day-to-day -day lifestyles. Yeah, different nature versus nurture. So everybody can't expect the same outcome. Do you know what I mean? Like, like people always say, "With like, how are you so strong?" For me, like, in the sense of me, okay. And I can't even reiterate. It's not because I fucking train five times a week or I do this. It's because my will and want is to be like that. I physically that. can't not be strong. I can't let anything get in the way. And that's because my lifestyle and my job and my coaching abilities has got me there. Yeah. Do I think it's a, it's possible for everybody to achieve? Yes, of course, everything is possible. Do I think some people are going to get there? No. Yeah, but it, <laughs> because it, it, we've some got people, different lifestyles. Yeah, it, I guess your expectations need to be geared with your 
uh, lifestyle in general and your environment. The main thing, yeah. the main influencing factor in reality is environment. So, you know, that has to match A, your expectations and B... Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is we're all taught that we can all have it very quickly. And I think going back to sports, it's like, you can't get this this quickly. You've got to put in time. You've actually got to, you know, and there is that assumption. We talked about schools the other day that if you're paying for your child to go to school, there is automatically more pressure on the child. And actually speaking to the teacher is because the parents, which obviously I very much appreciate, have worked really hard themselves. Exactly. Not saying that everything's working, you know what I mean? To afford to be able to send their children to a private at school so their assumption like I was explaining to Mark it's like an investment yeah. and their child's the investment and yeah. if their investment's not performing yeah, there's an they're expect- not happy there's always an expectation they need a return. to do well yeah, yes always. they need a return and and that's a huge amount of pressure on a child to succeed but I think we've all just lost the fact that we're different levels mm. there's going to be people across you come in, we come across it all the time where you're just like we're just not on the same level here <laughs> like in the sense of where you'll be looking I've worked with people and yeah, Mark's worked like with people and you're like, fucking hell, sp- how have I ended up in this situation? When they were speaking, to, uh, when we were talking to, to Tony about it and he was, uh, there's a personal trainer at the gym we go to, he says that he was having a conversation with one of his very wealthy clients and his client was asking him, you know, what what's his opinion between the new Porsche and the new McLaren? And Tony was like, Dude, I drive a Ford Mondeo. There's no level. It's like literally, like, I don't even know. It's like I don't even know what you're talking about. Like we're not on the same. You know, we're not on the same level. Yeah, and like you know, I you know, you work with people. It's not always about money. It could be about success in the sense of their own hard work and like the levels they've got. But like I have to say, like some of it, you you don't really want to get. There's a lot of things that you know that predetermine those levels, and it's some sometimes it's out of your control. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not you're already on a level the minute you're born the reality like, yeah. the way w- the world works it's not what you know it's who you know and that predetermined that in its own like when we're speaking to the guy downstairs we're talking about going to private school and he said the most beneficial thing about going to private school is, is like the networking through your friends and their dad yeah. and their family their mom and dad mm. and who they know and because he's a property developer and he's developing all his friends' dads' houses. Yeah, and it's like money I mean? in the bank. And and that's putting stay you at on that a, level. That's I mean? putting you on an artificial level to a person that's starting from scratch. So the question is... Do you know what I mean? Is if you took somebody like... This would be a good example. My sister, who is very academic, has worked very, very hard the whole way through her life, in multiple different channels. Now, mm. Emma is was born into a middle-class family. I'm talking in third person here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Had a very yeah. nice upbringing. Went to private school. Always dated people that had a huge amount of money or had a name of some degree. Mm. Dated somebody very, very well-known. Very, very popular. For many years. And popularity mm. grows. Now... Is there the argument, because I don't agree with it, mm. but is the argument to say that Emma's been put on a pedestal to be able to be able to where she is now, where she's developing AI in fucking New York and is incredible. You know, because in her, in her eyes and in my eyes, she's worked goddamn hard for that. Yeah, but, but would she even got close to that if she wasn't on the pedestal would, of there's networking? An argument, there's an argument to say that that is an incredibly privileged lifestyle that is only... Ex- accessible to a very very small demographic in this world 
I would agree like with that. Somebody could wake up with the same. Somebody could wake up with the same drive and ambition, and have twice the the IQ and you know outmatch your sister in many different ways. But if they're born in Chittagong, Zimbabwe, the chances of them getting out the hood. It's not going to happen. No, 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 no. You can't even. You physically can't compare it to Africa because we've had this conversation before. Their level of expectation in life is so different to what my expectation okay. of life would be. They haven't even been brought up around it. Now, does it belittle just because somebody's parents have performed well throughout their careers or mm. their life that it belittles the fact that somebody's worked goddamn uh, hard and utilised their network and their knowledge to get where they are? Because technically, that's what I've done. Mm. I've only ended up in situations of training the people I've trained because I've managed to network it around with clients. The same with you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's okay. People did used to contact us for obviously, co- you know, to be coached. But most you of know, that I came see what through you mean. who I mean, you knew. I mean, there's, you could argue for and against, I would imagine. I do but think those I think that have the been reality brought up with nothing have real- got a higher, what, like, higher drive to fucking try and not course, ever yeah. have what they had growing up. Like, yeah. I see that a lot. Yeah. And I also see that as what... No, but I, I guess it comes down to, to instead of what the... It comes down to the actions of the individual. So like you've said, regardless of wh- whether you're, whether you're, where your sisters come from and, and all the influencing factors, the reality is, is that she's hardworking and she has worked really hard her entire life and continues to work and try and progress herself as an individual she works goddamn so hard like she'd lose hair that, over it do you that, know what I mean? like it's... that on that in its own right regardless of you know you can't it's not your fault she was it's not her fault that she was born John and i always think like, you would agree that emma's also a force to be is. reckoned with in her own way no, and my own yeah, way. of course of like, course and she's put herself in the positions and but the places there is where hard work gone. your sister's always working and since i've known your family your sister's always been on the grind now the difference is, is that would you say that your family growing up in zimbabwe were a middle class or would you say yourself different would i would, you say, would say, you're say we class? were middle class by zimbabwean standards yeah yeah, but this is the difference. Then do you think that all of your hard work, where you didn't necessarily have everything that I had, which you didn't, do you know no, what I mean? No. Means that you're, you know what I mean? The standard is just so different, like worldwide. The standard is like, so different. Because I don't think, it, you know, we, we are given like, like I said in Africa, like you're put on a pedestal when you like offer, like we spoke about no. this, and I'm not in agreement of that. Because I feel like we all have levels, do you know what I mean? Like we should be going in all at the same level to then work out those levels. But there are going to be levels in life. Yeah. yeah. And normally but the you, most consistent ones win. You, <laughs> can't, like, you can't help that though. Like if you were born some, you can't help that you were born into no, you know, and the situation you can, that but you if were born you, into. So. For example, a lot of people who are very successful that then go speak about their lives as to how they got there, mm. who grew up in poverty or on the breadline in, say, in the UK or in a very, very rough mm. estate or, you know, like, unfortunately, 98% of them don't make it there due to the fact that, you know, sometimes they'll say, like, some people come from the angle of, like, their parents never really made the Ava shit, do you know what I mean? So mm. they don't really need to give a shit, and that's kind of the image that they portray. Mm. But then there's other people who who see their parents working, like, three jobs, do you know what mm. I mean? To try and get food on the table and to have mm. gifts and, like, when it comes to their birthday or to do any of, th- like, yeah. that. Yeah. And 
then that's even encouraged them to work even more goddamn hard to effectively never have to be in that position. And so that they, and if anything, like, you know, I would say that, like what the guy said downstairs, like, I do think when you go to a private school, yeah. you are automatically around people who are on that level where it's not what job are you going to get? Oh, you're going to be... It's funny that, because actually we're talking with Don't. an African client. Yes. And we were talking about the fact that their... No, it wasn't Africa, it was your, your mate, where their friends had come across from the UK... Mm. And they were expecting that they were going to get some like high finance performing like job mm. and they were offered a postman job. And in Africa, yeah, that's like, no, that's a no. Do you know what I mean? For no. like their class of like levels of life, no. that's a no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing the, sad, the sad reality but in is, the UK, is you'll turn up and you'll be like, oh, you're a white guy. You can be the manager. Yeah, I know, you're like, I've so got rough. no experience. I don't know what I'm doing. But it's, it's one of these things where it is quite eye-opening to see the different levels like god forbid you should come into the uk and work as a postman but actually in the uk yeah that's a job do you know what i mean like yeah, it's, it's not a decent it's a, job you know and so I, there is i do think like would you get the same opportunities if your parents like didn't culturally like there's so many opportunities though within the united kingdom and i think it, I, I like i'm not saying that the current situation is, is something that can't be acknowledged but if you go onto a government website, you can look at over 3,000 pages of apprenticeships that are being yeah, I know. funded the by the government in various different sectors that after you've dedicated some of some time, effort and blood, sweat and tears, you you can end up pivoting your life in a completely different direction. Now, do you have those opportunities like that in places like Zimbabwe? No. No. And this is a thing where I think we take so much for granted of the fact the opportunity of like learning and progressing our careers in the UK is like extensive. I just don't think a lot mm. of people want to engage with it. The difference is, is that we all, there is a lot of people and even recruitment agencies and people that we work with who are in recruitment, say exactly the same thing. The will and the want of the, the British people right now to understand that you are going to have to work hard do you know what I mean to get anywhere yeah. and to build your levels is mm. it's almost astounding how many people don't even want to try <laughs> they're like but you know that what being that's said, fucking... the amount of work for example that currently with with everybody striking in the UK people have been giving record amounts of unpaid overtime to corporations Oh, 100%. I think there's a, you know, like, look at billions. the NHS so nurses. There like, are people, horrific. there are people that are working there, their asses off. And the reality is, is that the system that we have adopted does not favour the working class. It favours the C-suite executives. Yeah, and that is because of a Tory government. And I'm not going to lie about that. I guess I, my family's always been more Tory orientated, but I think everybody would agree that I think we probably I just need to I am so ignorant when it comes to politics. I don't, think, I just I don't, don't see the point of engaging any, with it. I don't have uh, any... Um, the thing is that we can't change comment. anything. Clearly the people can't change much because otherwise a lot would have changed Having come from, a Zimb from Zimbabwe and noticing how and seeing the real side of what a, what a government is capable of, the fact that people actually believe that they have free will in the Western world, it is ridiculous. Well, like, what do you I mean know, by that? 
the the reality is is whether it's conservatives or labor like there are certain things that are, are going to happen uh in terms of policy changes and things like that but the reality is is that the vast majority of the decision making is done by people that are not in government corporations ministry of defense you know yeah i mean look at the end of the day like we can never change it pharmaceutical companies it sounds very conspiratorial but the reality is is that it's that is you know you when you want to understand how things are working in this world you just need to follow the money trail that's the reality when you follow the finance follow the and I'm not belittling that there's so many people who are working goddamn hard who, again, now this is the problem, is the fact that obviously, like, economies-wise, ours is really weak at the moment. So what's Mm. happening is we've seen a huge inflation of costs and nobody's salaries matching that. So everybody's now on the... Not everybody, but you know what I mean? A large percentage of people are struggling. So then they demand more money. Now, I appreciate a lot of... I'm not talking about NHS. Like, I'm just saying people are demanding more money when people don't have that money. Do you know what Mm. I mean? They just don't have it. So there's that fighting protocol. They do, but the the, the question is, is that when everybody, all these corporations are posting their financial records, yes. which they have to, and everyone's making record profits. Can we talk about levels they, here? I understand, but it then becomes a, it becomes a case of moral and ethics. But we all partake in this in this game, though. That's the reality. The thing of is, it. so before, like for you to get promoted in your job to get a, a, a boost of salary, you've got to perform, do you know what I mean? And this is the reality. In any kind of business or corporation, you need to perform some way. You need to either do your job and turn up for years on end and you'll get a promotion, do you know what I mean? Sure. You've either got to perform in the sense of your sales or your closings or your campaigns or whatever. Yeah, which is... And then you'll get noticed more and more, okay? Like, I was only just literally this morning talking with a client who was True. approached by her same company she works for, which is a massive American company, mm. to effectively do a very similar job to what she's doing now she was poached for a role and but she gets quite a lot more pay and it's pretty much the same as uh the role she's doing now it's just better pay and better businesses to work with and so she was like cool but there's three things i need to tick off in this corporation to be able to get into this and one of them's their director's approval now every director works against each other pretty much in a company especially when it comes to sales and performance because if you lose somebody that can perform very well and close sales and do all of that then you're effectively losing like millions of pounds worth of quota a year do you know what i mean because you'd need somebody to match that that's a really weird recommendation so the the three things were like okay well she's been poached for it because she's effectively really good at what she's doing she's been doing it for six years and like she deserves it but the two quotas she meets which is obviously she's performing really well she's been there for ages and her all she's closed sales within fucking really short periods of time and she deserves mm. that but the director's holding her back because the director doesn't want to lose her underneath her firm so it's effectively saying well i don't think you're ready for that and she's it's like none of your business but it's none of your business because it's my career it's not yours and you shouldn't be dictating and do the fact you that pay I've my been bills? headhunted for it and you don't like it because you can't find somebody that can match yeah. or you can't be asked to find somebody or you don't want to take the responsibility to try and match what I'm taking for this business and that's the reality of it and like so the director couldn't say anything more than the fact that mm, no you're going to have to and she was just like well 
this person's technically stopping me in my career path for the fact of being selfish for their own needs. And it is that thing where it's like, even those people, you know, you get more money, but it's taken a fuck ton of time. You've got to yeah. beg for that shit. Literally. Literally. And you do have to sacrifice yourself and work hard and go above and beyond the scope of duty. And it is no difference when you approach your health. You have to be consistent with it. You can't waltz into the building, demand to speak to the CEO and promote yourself, you know, all the way to the top on the first day. Yeah, the People, same is, is you can't... You can't expect results on the first day. You can't respect, uh, uh, expect results, you know, or life-changing progress if you're not willing to stick to something indefinitely. Yeah, I think that would be a very strong thing to say. I think in the sense of, like, careers, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, we're not disclosing everything, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you... The biggest... The biggest factor you'll see with somebody that knows what they're talking about and that doesn't, and this is probably quite a good way just to end the podcast, but is you can post and share and use other people's information, copy it fucking, you know, to literally this, the sentence that's written. You can copy and you can mimic and you can be the sheep of other people. The reality is when somebody asks you on the spot about something and you have no clue how to answer it, that's going to be the differentiating factor between like experience and knowledge and I guess being better and consistency is going to get there. So I like, don't think you can walk into something and not fucking actually learn, you know, that's the reality. Mm. And we've done the same in this industry. And if your coaches listen to this and you're stuck at a bit of a fucking wall with your careers or you don't really know and you feel like you're stepping out of your lane, like, go and learn, do you know what I mean? And then you can be in that. If mm. not, stay in the lane and let's not fuck up the industry too much more. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> anyway, that was a good chat. Yeah. We will uh, be back for another episode next week. We hope you enjoyed and we will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.